We should design something to hold your head while you do conferences like this, so you're not to put your arms. <laughs> just, to hold, just to hold you like this. <laughs> Some kind of triangular device like this. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, I was late, man. Uh, if I tell you what happened, you probably won't believe it, or you'll probably be angry. Um, do you have coronavirus or any of your members? No, any members of your family? Then you're, no. you're not. It's not excusable. Why would I? Why would I be angry? You know, you know how back in the day when you were still living at home and um, you had to go to school or you had to go to work, and it was like at nine in, nine in the morning, and your body kind of naturally woke up, like at eight fifty, like no alarm, nothing, just instinctively you jump out of bed and you're like, oh, it's eight fifty, and you had to rush to get ready and rush to work. <laughs> that's what. Bro, that's eight fifty a.m. Unless you're working till midnight, is fucking sleeping in. <laughs> Dude, I woke George up. George needs to be told to wake up at that time. Eight fifty. I've had a meeting. Oh. I've pretty much done the two basic things that I need to do per day. I've punished and, both and my I, kids and three a, times. And I'm attacking the day. You know, you know what happened? <laughs> George is waking up. George is waking, and he's rushing. Yeah, it was. It was nice. <laughs> it was. It was nice. for a ten for a ten ten a.m. phone conference at the house. <laughs> it was nine fifteen. Dude, I jump out of bed. And I'm like, <gasps> what time is it? I'm like, that's impossible. How come everyone is still sleeping? <laughs> and, and then I hear, like, uh, Emma, Emma was downstairs, but she was, like, so quiet. She was probably playing with some stuff, and I can, I can hear. I look. Uh, the little one had come to our bed. She was, like, passed out. My wife has passed out. I'm like, fuck, how did this happen? So, yeah, that's what... Um, that's what Man, us, the kids wake up. They wake up, uh, they wake up early, right? They wake up around 7, 7.30. Yeah. So before we go to bed, everything is kind of put in order. Yeah. And by 7.48, it's a mess everywhere. Again. Yeah. It's like the same day every day. We live the same day. It's a groundhog day. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's an obstacle course, my house. I'll send you pictures later. I don't know where to walk. I have no idea where to walk. And, I don't yeah. know. and you know what the thing is? I, I've told you this, guys, before. Doing the podcast at home gave us the perfect excuse to keep the house clean. Because, you know, we would, I would tell my wife, oh, so-and-so is coming. Or the guys are coming. We're recording. So, like, two days before or the day before, we'd go through this whole cleaning thing just so the house could look clean. Shame is such a great motivator, bro. <laughs> and now because now because no one no one comes over the house is just upside down yeah 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 we went back to the the pre-podcasting days where we really didn't give a shit we're like look we pick it up tomorrow it's gonna be the same thing so might as well leave the toys all over the floor yeah but you guys you guys it's pretty airy man if you add all your stuff together you have six things <laughs> <laughs> it's it's no i mean it's very airy yeah yeah it's it's, it's, it, 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 it's a minimalist house it's like you, nothing you don't have anything you won't use no i know i know but there's a lot of toys that, that I, yeah, a lot of toys i hope we didn't have you know sometimes uh as we're picking up i secretly throw a few in the garbage oh yeah a few they don't notice they don't know i could i could throw garbage bags in in, in the garbage and they don't know they don't notice you know what? They'll notice after eight months. It's like, yeah. and they're upset. Yeah, where's where's that little thing, Baba? No, <laughs> it happened to me. It's happened to me. You know what I say? I'm like, oh, you probably brought it to your grandmother's house. It's probably there. That's probably a good one. There's that too. Yeah, yeah. So, we have we we have we have toys in three houses. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you you look for it when you go there. 
I'm yeah. Not. You know what the sad news this week was, guys? Mm. Our cat died. No. Hercules. Oh, man. Yeah, man. No, man. It was a sad moment. Of course. It was sad. And you know what? I went, like, my father called me and his voice was trembling. And it was like, El Acato. And I was like, oh, that, that's weird. I'm thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? And he was actually so sad. I've never, my, I think I've seen my dad cry once. I think when my aunt died. Yeah. Uh, about 25 years ago. And he cried for, for six seconds like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this one, man, I, he's been sad for like two days. Yeah, it hit him yeah. hard. Yeah. He would have it, he would have his coffee every day with her, play with her every day. And at the beginning, he didn't want it. I remember when I, when I, we used to live at the house, he didn't want the cat. My mother didn't want the cat either. And now it's like they're mourning. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, it, it becomes a member connection. of the family, man. Whether you like it or not, that thing. Yeah, man. big connection and big connection. And it's like it's weird how you play all this. Like I, I try to play all the memories I've had with her in the night. Mm-hmm. To play, you know, you're trying to play back all the memories you live with yeah. them in yeah. a way. And it's sad, yeah. And I saw it die actually. I went to see it, and it was on the floor. And it's, it's, it's. You know what? You know what? I realized that it's so weird. Like there is a soul. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Once it leaves the body, you just see body remains. You know. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of witnessed that. I, I felt like, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, I put her on my phone, and uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's what, not- do you, what, what, where do you think they go? Where gonna... they really go? I don't know. You know what I mean? No, you, you got. You got. I, I believe that it ends. All you're left with is the flesh. But the material part ends. What happens to the spiritual part? Do you think that ends too? Bro, it's, that's, uh, uh, that's it's, it's in you. It's absorbed by you. It's the biggest question we've been trying to answer for yeah, yeah. for centuries. No, well, I, I know. I know why. I know why people want to answer that question because they, they want. They can't let go of the feeling. So they want closure. Yeah. But anyway, so that was the sad news for me this week. That's a rough. That's a and I, I, I had to go. Yeah, I had to go bury it. And it was it was tough at the beginning because there's still frost line, right? Everything is frozen, so I couldn't dig. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. Mm. What am I going to do with it, right? I'm like, I could I could have thrown it in the garbage. No, of course not. And I couldn't go bring it to a service. Would you bring? Would you put it in the freezer till it thaws? No, no, no. Right away, I found a. Uh, I went in the front where the sun actually hits the soil, so it was a little bit softer. It took it took a little longer. So you buried it in the front, not in the back. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Well, <laughs> I think everyone's gonna find <laughs> a dog's gonna find it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I went deep, but it had look. She was born there, actually. I I buried her where she was born, where I found her. Yeah, I remember. I remember when you found the cats. Yeah. yeah, I found her, and I just I, where she was born. That's where I put her. That's, cool. That's so funny, man. How long? How long uh, did you have her? It's not funny, no. No, <laughs> no it, it isn't. Funny. It's just it's tilt, tilt your. Can you tilt your? Are you on a laptop, Chris? Uh, yeah. Can you tilt it down? Because we're seeing too much of the your room on top. Is it better? Too much a now? High, a, there, there, there. I have to go. That's better. Is this good? Yeah. yeah. You got a good balance now. So yeah. you're happy. Are you happy? Can you go on with your day? It's symmetrical. All right, perfect, good. I'm how happy. Long, how long did you have her? Uh, fifteen years. Fifteen years. Fifteen years, George. You nailed it. Wow. Fifteen I years. I remember we'd go down to that studio, and she'd be in the stairs outside waiting for us to get up. Love, love, love the cat, man. You know, it's it's it's, it's a true animal, man. No, no, no. It became, look, it, it's a true animal. It's it's a member of the family. And I, and I, and we weren't even like you know there's there's crazy cat people and there's crazy like big time animal lovers that go like over the edge in a way. We weren't that, 
but man, no, she was just coexisting with you. Guys. No, you, you had a pet, man. You were you a had pet a pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this is what a pet owner experiences. Are you um, eventually thinking of getting something else for your parents? I, I proposed it, and they said no way. They they Get said it. no way. They yeah. said no way because they don't want to. I feel like they don't want to relive the disappointment. I think it's too soon, also. And it's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Get them a dog. No, I've said this before. We're we're too irresponsible to, to own a dog. It's not. If you give me a dog, it's not fair to the dog. I love dogs. No, your parents, right? My parents love dogs. It's just uh, they, they, they don't want the responsibility, and and I'm not able to come and step in and cover up. I can't do it. I won't do it. Your dad walks. Yeah, I know, but he 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 won't pick up the, you know, he won't pick up the. Can you honestly see <laughs> his dad picking up the shit off the floor? Yeah, no, he won't. Do that. He won't do that. He, they, he, on a daily basis. He's he's telling me that I, sometimes I don't want to wipe me. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it himself. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not gonna go do it for another animal. That's what I'm saying. Well, he he won't do it. You know what? I I was thinking about it for the kids. You know, Yerasmo old enough now. And uh, maybe it could be his first responsibility. It could be his first test. The last know, here. two weeks. Here, take take care of something other than yourself for two you weeks. Know? Yeah, yeah, and then you'll probably do it for two weeks, and then it's, it's going to fall back on me. And like I said before, it's unfair to the dog for me to be its owner. I love well, them. That's but, that's how we're supposed to. People yeah, who, who get I'm dogs. Selfish. That's the way. To, that's the way to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 Alex, people people that buy dogs need not to be selfish. I'm very selfish in right now with my work, with 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 me, with what I want to do. I'm too selfish to to own a pet. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big decision. My my daughter, my my daughter kept telling me again, she, and I've told you guys this before. She keeps coming uh, like every couple of days. She's like, you know, when our fish dies, she goes when when it, when it's gonna go up to the sky with the other one because there were two fish. Right? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, oh, he went up to the sky. He he died, you know, uh, with a bunch of other animals. So she's like, when the other fish goes um, to the sky with the other one, can we get a dog? Oh, wow. I'm like, no, man. <laughs> no, no. Because uh, same thing, man. I, I, like, I, I'm going to be the one stuck taking care of it, you know? But she'll, she's already contemplating its death. That means she's, yeah, that, that's she's, the, she's not too attached to the, to the fish. But no, but isn't that weird? She's like, okay, man, can we get rid of this one? Come on, I want it's, the next it, animal. It's, it's like a toy. It's like a toy, disposable. <laughs> when this one's done... It shows that it's momentary. Yeah, man. She's like, get rid of the fish and let's get another... And uh, I can't, man. And I think my in-laws, too, when, when she goes over, like they talk about it all the time and they have a bird or I don't know. And she keeps saying, it's like, oh, yeah, but... Um, you know, Yaya and Papu, uh, they said they would get me one. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're not. And they better. And I'm like, I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, they better not do something like that without George, asking us, you know? George, I think you're going to talk about it with your wife and your two daughters and your mother in law. And you guys are going to compromise and you're going to get one. You know, look, I, I don't mind, honestly. I, I, <laughs> you're going to get one, George. No. George, you're gonna get one. You're not even gonna. You're not even gonna argue price. You're not even gonna argue I, I, color. Look, your your situation and permits it. It's, it'd be a good situation for a dog. Look, we have the, the the space we have is just that man. You know, look, you know, I, I grew up. It's two. It needs two walks a day. We, we didn't have a dog, but my aunt downstairs had a dog, so we kind of lived in that environment. Your, and your aunt had an 100 pound dog. Oh, Tsofa. Remember him? Huge dog. Uh, yeah, you're, you get a 15 pound dog, you're not gonna have the same issues. Yeah, but you know what? At the same time, I don't want to get a little fluffy little thing, man. It's, it's for your kids, remember? I know, but we're missing testosterone here. I'm going to go get another dog. <laughs> like another one, man. Like, yeah, there's a little wind. They make, they make small boy dogs, too. Oh, man. 
Yeah, you know. You know what? He, I I think you can get a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on Netflix. <laughs> are you guys, I haven't watched it. Are you guys? No, I'm not gonna watch that. What is uh, that? Uh, everyone's uh, talking about that on. Hey, the, guy, the guy was clever enough to get his ass on TV. But it, what's the story behind this? This guy's dead, and they haven't found his body, kind of thing. I don't know. Is that what it is? He's dead. Uh, I don't know. That's what there's I'm new ep- There's new episodes being released. I'm I'm following a bunch of things on uh, on the social media and uh, on different social media, and they're like, "Did his wife kill him? Did his tigers eat him?" See, uh, you, you just you just spared me watching the show. Like <laughs> I, I got it filtered through you. But it's getting so much attention. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the biggest show right now. Maybe it's because everybody has marathoned everything. Are you guys uh, are you guys big on the Netflixing? Some <laughs> Netflixing and chilling. I'm no. up to date with Ozark. Oh, that's that's Isn't that amazing. Just Chris, you said you wanted to watch a movie. Watch yeah. episode one. Watch episode no, one. No. It's it's like a movie. It's great. Yeah, it's but it's such it, a great episode one. But, but it it doesn't end though. No, it's a series, but it's very. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, end. That just that episode is entertaining enough to just yeah, yeah watch that. You, first you know, you know what you just told me. What? Have a little heroin, just a little bit. Just just have one. <laughs> have one hit. Forget it. Look, it's enough. It's enough to get you into it. Just have a hit, a little hit like this. I, I didn't say it's as addictive as heroin. I just said it's an hour of entertainment you'll appreciate. That's it's a all great. It's a great series. It's a great series. It's good. It's good. I went through the the whole uh, third season in two days. That's true. <laughs> it's proof. It's proof that you can have a dog. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, what's I, I go through these things, man. Like especially with Netflix, because they release everything at the same time. You wake up at nine a.m. and call it early. That's why you have time to do it. No, man. It's it's like I go stupid on these things, and then I'm done. It's like I it's like Netflix doesn't even exist. But I go through, like these phases. Yeah. You know, like in yeah. one or two months, I'm gonna go stupid on something, and then it's like I'm gonna ignore it until you know the next season comes out. Yeah. You, you, you know it's what? A thing. It's a thing that we're living through. The phenomenon. This is, Everybody's yeah, it, doing the the marathoning. It's been coined. It's called binge watching. Binge watching. Yeah. And what people do is because they want to get all the euphoria in one second. Like they want to condense. Bah, 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 yeah, yeah. It's gonna gonna skip seasons and then binge watch for like Four. three days to get all that and then and then they're like this. It's, like, it's then they overdose. They're like this. Yeah, <laughs> you're drained. <laughs> you're so emotionally <laughs> committed. You're yeah. trying to follow the story, the people, the names. The, then you're you're fucking drained uh, for three days because yeah, you did binge so watching. Three you know? days. I remember when. Um, Oh, when I was introduced to Game of Thrones, it was it was like I've never I've never two seen, weeks I've never seen two weeks. Movie. Me and my wife were like just yeah. ordering out, not cleaning dishes. <laughs> <laughs> put, put, put the kids to bed at six. <laughs> Keep shaking him. Keep shaking him. <laughs> uh, I remember when Breaking Bad uh, went on Netflix, and there was like six or seven seasons. I think some five, five. Is it five? Whatever. The whole show is five. I saw the entire thing. In maybe two months. That's two. The entire uh-huh. thing, dude. I was. Uh, I tried. You know what? You know what? I, I I did try get to get into one of these, and I I committed to almost a season on and off. Like maybe I would see an episode. Oh, of, uh, Lucifer. You're, I'm just gonna tell you that. Yeah. Is you're, that good? You're, I'm gonna say that we're living in a golden age of of uh, series, like TV programming. Yeah. And then series, so you're you're missing out on great great shows, man. The last uh, 15 years, I've been. Insane. I don't feel like that, though, man. Have you watched the I, whole series I, of The Sopranos? 
Oh, I haven't seen amazing. it. Amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> you would fall so much in love. I've binged watched The Sopranos three times. <laughs> Game of Get Thrones. Out. Yeah, yeah. I've binged watched the Game of Thrones at least twice. Uh, can you can you uh, believe I can you believe I haven't seen one episode of The Sopranos? You're crazy, my goodness. Oh yeah, my goodness. Me neither. Not even one. You guys don't know what you're missing. It's, no, I'm sure I'm sure it's good. I'm when sure. you get past season one is a little eh, but when you get to season two or three, it's insane. It's not it's amazing. It's so amazing. Where can I where, where can I see that? Like it's on it's on HBO. 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 Yeah. Uh, there, look, there's no way now I'm gonna go back and put the Sopranos and watch. You're sur- you'd be surprised, man, how great yeah. it is. No, I know, I'm sure. Oh, it's so amazing. I'm 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 okay so with not living that experience. I'm okay. You know, I just say I made so peace with that. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. No, but but it's funny how after all that is done, how useless you feel. You're like, what did I just do now? I I just wasted three months i feel like shit i've been sleeping I don't feel every the same day way. at five in the morning <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to talk out. about it with somebody who's done it too <laughs> yeah he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't feel like yeah i feel like i've wasted time if if, if i if i'd waste like five ten hours on that but george doesn't if you don't feel like you wasted the time the time is not wasted no i don't waste 10 hours in a day i'm just saying no i'm, I'm not watching, saying you do i'm, I'm just watching saying, back to back you know an episode or two a night Back yeah, to back yeah. until I go through it. I'm not saying I'm going to spend the yeah, but, 76 but, straight hours watching 76 hours of it. I'm yeah, but that's what that's what you always tell yourself. You're like, okay, I'm just going to watch two episodes and go to sleep. And the next thing you know, you're down to like five episodes. The sun is coming out. Your wife is waking up. Your kids are waking up and you haven't slept yet. You know how many times that's happened to me? <laughs> I felt bad. You know, I, I, I think we spoke about this with Alex when he was on the, on the show, but I used to be like that. I think I was like that. It just, I don't know, with, with like, I used to be like a, a movie buff. Like, yeah. I would stay till four or five in the morning and watch movies. Yeah. And I'd watch two, three in a row. You know, the days of Snatch and Lockstock yeah. and, and like, you know, remember that stuff? Pulp yeah. Fiction, all those movies were different. And I got into that heavy. With time, though, it became like today, if you ask me, let's watch, like, I remember I texted you last week, a good movie. Yeah. We ended up watching nothing. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. It was like, okay, fuck it. You know, let's forget it. I don't want to do this. This is a series. This is too long. Like you, you told me, the Irishman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I three and a half hours. Are you crazy? Three and a half hours. That, yet, yeah. that, didn't, that yeah. couldn't work. But you haven't seen it yet. Oh man, you guys have I, three and a half hours. Well, look, three and a half hours. Like really? Yeah, but you're acting all surprised. Meanwhile, George is telling you I watched like three, four episodes in a series. It's, it's, it actually. Uh, no, no, I know what I'm. What I'm saying is that. I like there's like three four things on my list before I get to the movie. If I get to the movie, if in the if in I'm in a mood to watch a movie, that means I've, I've like said no to like four or five things before that. that that's yeah, just, when I when I watch, I I dissect. Huh? Like I'll I'll go back and and watch something again just to hear it again, just to decipher it. Just I, yeah, yeah. I really oh, commit to it. Yeah, but the crazy thing about the Irishman, and I think I've told you guys before, it. it it is three and a half hours, but when you're watching it, the flow is so well done. It doesn't feel like you watch it for three hours. It's so well done. Like the, the character development, the story uh, development, it, it, there's a beautiful flow to the thing. The guy did an amazing job, honestly. It, it, the like only thing hours, I didn't I like, I watched a bit of it, but I never got to finish it. And there was a scene where they're playing younger versions of themselves, and it's so terrible. He's yeah, the CGI, the, the CGI was a little off. Yeah. Uh, no, but he's kicking somebody on the street. It's so bad. Yeah. So, so I, bad. Not, look, so I'm bad. not sure how that works. Because uh, do they do the CGI just on the face so they get him to look young, but 
his whole yeah. body and his movement is him in his 70s. And that's what's weird about that because in that scene, he's like probably in his 40s, let's say. Yeah. You know, uh, his face is like they, 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 they've done a really good job getting him to look young. But the way he walks is like De Niro now. <laughs> he can barely lift his foot, <laughs> you know? So he's kicking the guy on the sidewalk his, and it's like his an... His lower back is hurting him. <laughs> it's like sciatic, his sciatic is acting up and he's kicking people in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he looks like a child, <laughs> you know? He looks like younger than us. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that too. Um, wow, yeah, that's... Uh, Who's that? That's you. That's who? George or Chris? Chris. It's it's you, Chris. That what? That yelling. What? The yelling. Maria. Oh, you guys can hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Maria. Hey, she's funny from the right. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, no, but see, the, the the frustrating thing about Netflix also is that there's so much. You know, the, the, it's the variety, and I I understand what Chris is saying is that. You, just, you find yourself scrolling for like half an hour, 40 minutes. And I, I've been there, Chris. I'm like, by the, by the end, you're like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. Just close it. You know, I'd rather scroll. Well, yeah, man. After you spend 20 minutes trying to find something, like you've already vested so much time. Like, it's like, you know what? After this, it's like, I don't feel like it anymore. It's frustrating. And you know, they have the suggested things that you can watch and it has nothing to do with what you like or what you want to watch. I don't know how that... Um, uh, what is it? The the algorithm works like they 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 they, they have all yeah, these, yeah. They, they the algorithm they, they the, the, the way the, the algorithm works is like try to get you to watch their content. No, but I thought it's based on what yeah. you watched before. Absolutely, then, yeah. You go on the suggested things, and it's like these high school teenage movies. Like I don't know, well, uh, garbage. Well, you know, I know what you did last summer or something. Whatever. That's because when you're not home, Joanna watches that. <laughs> yeah. And it goes into the, the account, so the account registers that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, but because we have <laughs> profiles. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Because she has uh, a profile, and we have a profile for the kids as well. And then I've given my password to my dad, so he watches it at home. And that so I know that he's been watching. Either you're lying to us, or your father likes strange movies. <laughs> no, no, no. I know that my, my dad's been watching, because you have all these nature things, you know, like uh, uh, the, the, the March of the Penguins, or whatever it is. I don't know, uh, you know all these yeah. stuff that he probably watches. So I'm like, ah, oh, my dad's been watching for sure. No. So what's a good movie to watch? An hour and a half, an hour 45 top? Hold on, let me, I'm going to go on right now and tell you the things that I put on my uh, watch list. Hold on. No, if you put it on your watch list, it means you haven't seen it. So you can't give me an opinion on it. Well, no, but maybe it's old movies that... Uh, what do you like? that I've seen and that I want to watch again. Hold on, my list. Um, you have a list? Yeah, you have your favorite. Like, you can put um, to, to add on your list. So, you don't do that. It's like uh, favorites. No, I don't do that. That's why I call you. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> very, very, like, uh, I'm weird, man. My choice. Look what I put on my list. I put Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Remember that, like, devil whatever movie? He's like a priest or something. I remember watching it years ago. I'm like, oh, I'm going to rewatch it. I put We Own the Night with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Joaquin Phoenix where it's a police family and one kid, uh, he has links to the mafia and then they kill the father and it's whatever. Uh, give it away. No, but it's... Uh, what else do I have? I'm busting <laughs> I put John, uh, Donnie Brasco 
Oh, I've seen that. I've seen I, I wasn't a big on that one. Dude. I've seen it. Uh, the Fresh Prince is on uh, Netflix, so I put it there so I can start watching that series again. It's terrible. What do you mean it's terrible, man? Come on. Come on Fresh Prince, man. It's like it's what you grew up I, I'm not saying I, I didn't enjoy it, but it was terrible. I put Tang Tang. Remember Tang Tang when they made that into a movie? I'm not watching that. It was like an animated <laughs> movie. <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes, Guy Ritchie. Oh, I saw I that. Watched, I watched them. Yeah, I saw that. Good. Yeah. yeah. I put uh, seven years in Tibet. Like all these weird things. That's old, no? Yeah, it is old. I have Pulp Fiction. Classic. That? Eh? You've watched that? Of course I've watched it, but I have it on my list. So I can watch it again. Uh, I have Eight Mile with Eminem. I haven't watched that. I want to watch it. Um, there's this movie called The Laundromat. With, uh, sounds Ant- familiar. Antonio Banderas and... Um, and Gary Oldman and Meryl Streep, big names. Yeah. Never seen it. Might be interesting. It. It's uh, on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I started watching Darkest Hour. It's the story of uh, Winston Churchill. It's with uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, I never finished it. It was long. Yeah, I, I think I fell asleep after half an hour. But uh, uh, Munich, I sent Chris, I sent you Munich. I had seen it a while back and uh, I love that movie. That one too. I never finished it. Yeah, pretty cool. Anyway, right, so, uh, so that's it. Yeah. Uh, no, Netflix is fun, man. But now um, I'm big time on the Disney thing because of the girls. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, fu- I found, what's it called? I finally watched uh, Frozen. The second one or the first one? Uh... <laughs> Good question. The second one. Come on, Chris. You got to get it. Wa- no, the second one. The second one. Yeah. The one with um, where she kind of revives the forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second one. That's the second one. Yeah. I haven't watched any. What I've seen it like. Well, you have yeah. you have boys, man. What are you, you going to watch for Frozen now? I, I we watch it at least three times a day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's retarded. <laughs> oh man! Like my my girls are walking around the house and they're just humming. Guys, I'm telling you, man, like too much TV is no good. Yeah, that's true. P- picture a, a population that's on TV five hours a day, what their brains are going to be like in 20 years from now, when they're going to have to innovate. No, but you know what? <laughs> it's a catastrophe. Look, I understand it's what gonna you're saying. It's going to be worse than COVID. Yeah, look, I understand what you're saying. But uh, on the flip side, there's a lot of interesting stuff, man. Like Netflix, forget about the movies. There's some interesting documentaries. There's some interesting things like the, on the, uh, you know, the Discovery uh, Channel. I think that's on Disney. Uh, they have the Discovery Channel. So there's a bunch of interesting things. The question is, are people watching those things? But, uh, it's not. It's not only that. It's it's people learn more from doing than hearing and watching. That's why a lecture is like maybe seventy percent effective. Watching a video is maybe sixty five percent effective. Doing though is ninety percent effective. Yeah. So when you watch a lot, or when you read a lot, or when you just listen a lot, and you don't do, you know, it, 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 the results are skewed. But it's it's more entertainment. Like how would you do? You know what I mean? Like you're watching a documentary on penguins. What is there to do? You know what I mean? It's just, it's more informative. You know what I mean? But it's better than, for example, watching just some random movie. At least this way you're learning something. You know, you see. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I see that. I'm just saying that we're too much in front of screens, movies, stuff like that. So you have eight hours of screen and it's, it's, what, what have you done? 
No, for sure. And especially you know? now. Uh, like, I can't unstake my kid from the TV. It's hard. It's a, it's a fight. It's a fight every day. Like now, you're talking about now, sure. these days. Well, I'm talking about now. These, these are the important days. These are the important years. In general. Once, you, once you've built a habit for eight years, at 19, you're not going to be like, oh, forget all this stuff. No. You're yeah. going to want to do more of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's a lot. I was reading, uh, I was reading an article last night uh, linked obviously to what's going on right now where people are obviously home, they're doing a bunch of things uh, and not being outdoors, right? So, uh, and it had to do with um, the whole environmental effect that uh, this crisis is having all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. They're noticing, uh, it was interesting, I just found it interesting and it just put things into perspective like to to understand like at a global, uh, <clears throat> at a global level how nothing is happening. Everyone is just home. Cities are like ghost towns, uh, and because of that, they're they're noticing obviously pollution levels uh, decreasing, uh, gas emissions uh, decreasing as well. It was an interesting article because they were questioning, you know, the fact that you know they're at an inflection point right now where either it could go super bad because when all this is said and done, you know, the governments are going to want to accelerate at a much faster pace in order to get things back to where they were. Uh, and you know, the pollution levels and the gas emissions might go back on the rise, but like double, you know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, the governments will realize the positive impact this has had on like the environment and maybe use what's happened uh, to uh, to make policy on finally getting things uh, in order uh, with uh, with the environmental policy. It was interesting, but m- m- more than the content of the article, it was just to think while I was reading, thinking that you know eight eight billion people, like people are just home doing nothing. They were talking about the um, in Italy the, um, the 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 canals uh, in Venice, like they're clean for the first time in decades you know you can see fish swimming through you know what i mean like just incredible things like in israel like there were deer running on the beaches <laughs> it's, it's like this post-apocalyptic almost yeah. vision right but, but don't don't forget so look first of all it's not eight billion people at home there's way less oh, of people course not of course but there's, my, but there's my, countries there's countries that are like 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 sweden that's just like hey we're just living life exactly how it was yeah. So there's a lot of countries like that. But there's much less than usual. I mean. and, and, and the fish and the animals, they're not there because the pollution has cleared. They're there because there's less noise. Yeah, there's less human activity, but it's... There's less noise, yeah. It's, it's not the pollution. Like, don't get... Like, a lot of these environmentals are going to get the ideas now, and it's like, like, let's stop life completely. You can stop life, but eventually the human is going to want to go where, it's, no, no, where I, it left off, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But it was still fascinating to see how, in a matter of three months... You had, uh, like, for example, in big cities like uh, New York, uh, uh, Hong Kong, you know, some of the biggest cities around the world where you had pollution levels drop by 50%, you know, gas emission levels reduced by like 20 or 15%, like huge impact, you know, and they were showing, uh, uh, they were showing it on on this graphic like map kind of thing. Uh, and it was sped up over time, and you know, like you saw, like the 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 reduction in all these um, in the pollution levels. Uh, it was interesting, but more than that, it was just thinking of how dead cities are. You know, they had pictures showing like New York, like Manhattan, dead, Dubai, yeah. Dubai, like nothing. 
dead. Just yeah. infrastructure, empty landscapes. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I, and I found that uh, I found it fascinating. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. It's a, I I can I don't believe it's gonna stay like that. Yeah. I think that. I think even it, when you isolate more, well, if the lockdown continues for more months, somehow there's going to be a rebellion. I don't know what kind, but people are going to just want to be out. And they'll, you know what? They'll say, fuck it. I'll take the ticket. Fuck I'm, it. I don't care. I'm just worried about people's mental health. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you're closed up in your house for so long. And like you said, Chris, people are just going to go. Like if you're forcing people to stay home, like now people understand. We're at that point where I think people are, um, are are understanding the necessity of staying home, right? But imagine, uh, you know, fast forward to like August, September, October. Imagine we're still confined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look at George, man. He's just pulling a sweat just thinking about it. People are going to be <laughs> no, but Four weeks. No, but I'm reading all these things online and people are starting to uh, consider that possibility. And at the same time, they're starting to think about people's mental health. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I've seen... Uh, it was obvious from the get-go that... No, but, you know, and, and it's interesting because uh, some people I follow on Facebook, they, they, they started writing some posts, like yesterday, I think, when Trudeau came out and said, this is, you know, we're not going to normal anytime soon until we have a vaccine. So he's trying to make people understand that normalcy is probably further than we had anticipated and automatically people are commenting on that saying i don't give a shit you know may 4th i'm going out i'm I'm done it's like dude man relax yeah, pe- people are gonna people are gonna react like that yeah a lot of people need to leave the home a lot of people cannot stay leave, in. leave. And, and you know what yeah and that's when you know you're at the cusp of your mental health the breakdown or the rebellion it's like you, you can't take it anymore you're gonna go out you'll take the ticket i, I think it, it's it's more than than wanting to leave it's about we we desire we need human interaction absolutely no but it's also it's also change you know like you you need to change the environment you're you're in we don't realize on a daily basis because you wake up in the morning you get dressed you go to work you do your thing you come back you spend some time with the kids you're going to go to the park then you're going to watch a movie at night you're going to go to bed and it kind of it repeats that way right but every single day to be living like a monotonous you know, lifestyle, like it's Groundhog Day kind of thing. and it's Yeah, but you, you know what? And, and there's good things about it. I'm not saying like it's all bad. It's nice because people are, like Chris was saying, he was, you know, you rediscover how beautiful it is to be at home. You're connecting again with your kids, with your, with your spouse, uh, with your parents, whoever it is that you're secluded with. Some people see the positive in this, but some people, they just can't. It's, um, it's not that they can't. You know what? It's not that they can't. Psychologically, you're going to get hit if you have no purpose. It doesn't have to be a purpose this big. It doesn't have to be. If you wake up and you work every day with purpose and there's, you get fulfilled for what you do or for what you put out there, whatever your business is, whatever your work is, once you fulfill that, the chances of you going crazy are, are very, very small. Yeah, but what's the, if, yeah, what's the purpose if you don't work right now in your home? Well, it could be a million, it could be a million things. It yeah. could be taking care of your kid. It could be like spending time with your kid. Well, that's could, the thing you have to. It could be writing. You always wanted to write that book. Start writing it. You always yeah. wanted to exercise. Start exercising. But that's you the trick. Want, Yeah, that's the trick here. You that's what to, it is. You have to revise your purpose. If yeah. you sit at home doing nothing, <laughs> if what I'm telling you is like the worst thing you can do is what 80 percent or 90 percent of the people do: sit there and watch news on COVID 19. Yeah. If you sit there and just absorb all that negative information. 
and feel hopeless and just sit there and say, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Then you talk to somebody and then, okay, more griping, more pitying, more, more misery. What do you think of this? Oh my God. Like that pessimism is going to drive you crazy. You want to be better? Just avoid the news. Don't watch the news for one week and you're going to feel better. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah, it is going to affect people's mental health. But people aren't smart enough to understand that their mental health is in their control. Yeah. It's what you put. Stop putting garbage in your mind. You know, honestly, deep down, I'm, I'm following what's happening, uh, obviously, on a daily basis. And I'm so much more worried about what comes after than what's going on right now. Because I'm hopeful to know that, you know, we're going to get through this. Obviously, we, you know, it's unfortunate that people have to die. But we're going to get through it. But what comes after is what scares me a lot. You know, people, I, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be craziness. The pace at which... Everything is going to have to function to get things back in order. Yesterday, it was announced that here in Canada, the deficit is, is, is going to go over $180 billion, and that's just now. So by the time this is over, I'm suspecting it's going to be over $200 billion. Yeah. And to get yeah. back to what you were saying, Chris, this is stuff that we're going to have to assume. Our kids are going to have to assume. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't even want to imagine uh, you know, economically what's going to, you know, the sacrifice that we're going to have to make. It, it, it's weird to think that, you know, for the first time since the Second World War, we're at this economic situation where our grandkids are going to be suffering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. It's what it is. And thank God we have capitalism. Because if, we if, if we were in socialism right now, we'd be eating each other. $200 billion in deficit, man. That for me is... Thank God. And I hope people understand that. And you know what? We, we, we kind of saw democracy's flaws now. You know what? Look what we're doing. We're, 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 we're glorifying the real heroes, right? Which are the nurses, the doctors, the experts, um, all these like experts within their fields, right? And then yet democracy is what? Democracy is just vote a guy that you like. Which doesn't mean he's competent. It doesn't mean he's done anything. He hasn't shown any leadership. He hasn't definitely he hasn't shown any results. So democracy is putting people in the forefront, having people lead with almost no competence. Yeah, but we've, we've, in, in every other field, you have experts. In politics, you don't. You have people that people voted for. No, you do have you do have experts. I mean, you have. No, you do. Yeah, you do. If, you have, if, if they need an expertise, they'll go to the experts and say, "Give me a report because I need to present something." No, look. So they're not experts. No, no, there are experts, but they're not acting in their in their field of expertise necessarily. That's, that's right. Like so, that, so they're not experts. No, no, they're experts. Like, look at the finance minister. I mean, it's Bill Morneau. You know what I mean? The he has Chappelle Morneau, like the guy knows about numbers, right? But when you was minister of what finance in what country here, Canada? Okay, you just told you just spoke about a two hundred billion dollar deficit. I, I understand. I'm not <laughs> so. So what what did this guy do? No, no, I know, but I'm uh, just, that that's what I'm saying, George. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is that it, it the the expertise is there, but the, no, it's not. It's not the expertise comes with the result. No, if it, you cannot give a result, then you're not an expert. The expert people people position themselves as experts. No, the expertise is there because he's proven it, but he's <coughs> working in a context where you know it's not necessarily your expertise that matters, right? We're in politics; it's what people. That's, want or what we think people want. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you have a, an engineer or a doctor or an accountant that went to school, did four years of that, had to prove himself. He had some years of practice. He got this, this, and that. So now basically you have an order that protects the public 
and you say, okay, go do, do what you got to do, right? This is your profession. Do what you need to do, but you're accountable. If you mess up, you're accountable. If you do this, you're accountable. So why not have a system where politicians go through a system called political science, the real political science, not, not going over World War I and communism and the French Revolution. and no, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mean that. I mean, you have a little bit of economics. You do a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of psychology. And then once you're done, you finish the four-year program where, okay, now you understand politics, you understand laws, you understand this. Go work for four or five years, get experience. And then instead of like voting on faces, let's put CVs out there and see, okay, what has he done? Okay, what has he done? Who has he led? You know what? And vote like that. You don't even need a face to vote. Yeah, but nothing, nothing stops you, Chris, from voting like that. You know, that's not the politician. It's it's the voter. I'm saying, I'm saying, the, vote, the voter. The, the, that information is out there. They they always use it to either hurt somebody's. It, it, it's not. It is out there, but it's not the basis. Voters of the don't vote. all don't. Not everybody votes based on this. No one does. That's it. So it's not. It's not the politician. So it's yeah, exactly. So like, because the next elections are are going to come around, Chris. You can take a look at the candidates in your in your district and say, okay, who has the best profile? You could. The information, like George said, the information. That's, all, that's what I'm saying, guys. I I know. Like I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying a system where everybody would be positioned better with more academic background, with more experience. And voting based on the achievement is a lot better than just anybody. Any anybody could go. Anybody could run. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Anybody. That's which is fine. Uh, look, I, I'm I, my ideology is democracy, so I believe in democracy. I just find that there, that's a major weakness of it. A major weakness of it is out of ten people, like think about it. Look at another weakness of democracy. So right? the the, pro the problem would be the selecting your candidates. That's right. That's where the you, you got to select your candidates from a pool of people that are able. Then what you do is you sort and then only the best. And then out of the 10 best, only the three best or, and then you pick out of the three best. You know, you don't pick, you don't pick me because of this side. Hey, I want to run. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like doing this. This is what I want to do today. I want to do this. No, you don't do that. This is exactly what you're talking about now is a, an issue that is very highly debated at that, at this moment, especially provincially where they're trying to implement uh, or impose rather uh, open nominations, which I'm against. Uh, open nominations basically means that let's say you know the elections are coming up in whatever two years. Okay, the party, so the leadership, instead of selecting the the candidates themselves, the people that they believe have what it takes to do the job, <clears throat> they leave it to the public to decide. So basically. And it happens, right? Open nominations. It's a pool of candidates, three, four, five people, whatever it is, all for the same party. And the members of that party vote who they want to represent them in the next coming election. So you win your nomination. Once you win the nomination, then you present yourself and you become the candidate in the general election. I'm against that because you have no idea who the people are going to put. Uh, maybe the, 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 the someone that is popular, maybe he has more uh, logistics and mobilization power to bring <clears throat> the different members to, to, to vote for him or her. You understand? Uh, and this happens. So at the end of the day, the leadership is left with a slate of candidates that they weren't necessarily selected by the person that will be running the, that party, right? Or the government. Um, so it's a big debate because they're like, we have to leave that. It's the people that need to decide and give the power back to the people kind of thing. And whatever we're saying, it requires the constitutional changes. No, 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 it doesn't. No, cause it's internal. It's the party. It's how the party decides to do, 
uh, their candidate selections. So it's 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 entirely internal. Uh, and my position is more: look, there's a leader in the party. Uh, he or she can assume the responsibility of selecting the people that she or he wants um, to represent her potential government. Right. So. Look, we have 125 members of parliament, man. If you can't select 125 candidates that you think will be the best to do the job, then yeah, but but you, yeah, but you know what? Even that, the the, the process. I understand the process. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that out of the candidates. Example. I'll give an example. You want to go to a dentist, mm-hmm. right? You're not just gonna go find somebody and say, "Hey, who wants to be the dentist today?" You're gonna go get a dentist that has been certified has a diploma, has practice. There's an order that says, hey, Mr. Dentist, you're able to practice because you haven't done any big boo-boos yet, right? You haven't made big mistakes. We haven't taken your license. So you know what? People can trust you. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's nothing. You, you need certain you, you need a certain skill set and a certain mindset to run a country or to make decisions. Yeah, but it, okay? comes, it comes back to what George was saying. It's in the leadership of the parties. And it's not in the leadership of the parties. I'm talking about there's got to be a, a four-year, five-year, I'll even say a six-year program where you learn how to make decisions, how to lead, understand people, psychology. You cannot just be somebody who... who uh, bartender all their life and now wants to run a country. No, I know, but you, 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 you can, you cannot go, you cannot go try and reorganize a country when you can't even fix your bed. No, I get it. But at the same and time, you, you, that's what I'm you, saying. So, yeah, but you don't need, you don't need an, you don't necessarily need a program because you, you absolutely have, need a program. Oh, because Dude, you, w- would you hire, would you hire an engineer? If you know, look, I've learned a little bit. I just go do things. What do you need? What do you need? I'll do it for you. Yeah. No, all right. right. No, what I'm trying to say is that you can have people that have life experiences, uh, professional experiences that put them in that level, right? I mean... uh, No, absolutely not. Yeah, look at you, for example, man. You've been uh, an engineer for what, 10 years now? A little more, yeah. A little more, yeah. Okay, you have a significant significant experience. If I am um, uh, running party and I need someone for my public safety or um, whatever, let's say there was a position... Uh, for uh, uh, infrastructure development, whatever. Yeah, I would come and I would see you, and I'll tell you, look, man, you have no experience in politics, but you have a significant experience in this particular post that I'm trying to create. I think you'd be a good fit. That see, there, no, this is where I this is where I disagree, George. The politics. What's the experience in politics? Blah 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 blah. Lying. <laughs> like what when, when somebody when somebody is a professional politician what is his experience it, it, it becomes it, 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 is it is it fixing deficits is it knowing how to regulate debt is it getting deals done what is it it's giving a good lecture it's it's popping the people to vote for him no it's it's experience in lawmaking it's experience in uh, understanding how government procedures work uh uh, depending on the position that you okay. are, there is a lot Alexandra of Cortez, Alexandra Casio Cortez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she votes laws. Yeah, what experience does she have affecting the laws? I don't know her. I don't know what her background is. Um, her background, she's a bartender, barmaid. Sorry. Yeah. Look, this that's is- that's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? You know what? I think people are gonna get smarter. People, people are starting to gravitate towards politicians that give results. Yeah, I know. But look, they're, they're, they're starting to really, 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 really get fed up with 
Ah, blah 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 blah. But look, she was still she, she's still very new. Like to go back to what you're saying about the career politician, take her for example. <clears throat> Let's assume that she doesn't have the experience. I don't know her. I don't follow her. I don't personally like her. But um, she's very popular. She, yeah, she's very popular. But that's how she got in, right? I mean, we talked about this on previous episodes. The populism in politics. That, yeah, yeah, that's the populism. Yeah, too. A huge space. So. Fast forward 10, 15 years, assuming that she's still going to maintain office for that long, all right? Uh, take her and talk about her political experience at that point in time. But who, but what, what is it going to be? What's going to be her experience? Her experience? It's been nothing because she stopped learning. No. She didn't become an expert something. Her experience is just going to be being in situations. And that is an experience. I agree. Situational experience is an experience. But off the bat, there's nothing in the toolkit. There's nothing in this toolbox. Yeah. This is not a person you put in front to solve issues for you. You put her in the front and it's like, okay, all right. We don't need any more critics. We need doers. Any kind of business or any kind of organization that has thrived, has had a leader, the leader weeds himself out. Yeah, He's never appointed. People yeah. with titles don't do things. Yeah, but look, you, you have to look at it in time because I, I, I can assure you that in 10, 15 years from now, someone that came into politics that had very little experience comes out with massive knowledge, perhaps not in a specific um, industry or whatever. Like me becoming an engineer 10, 15 years into the future, I'm an expert in that field. Same thing happens in politics. You go into, you get elected 10, 15 years in the future, you become an expert in policymaking. You're not an expert. But Chris, I'm, I'm not... I'm you, not can't Chris. you can't become an expert for sitting down and listening and what Chris, raising what Chris your hands. What you Chris become, is saying is you're becoming an expert in politics. In the wrong thing. Po politics, what he's saying is just winning the race. But he's saying you need people that know how to govern and, and that stick to... That have that have experience in the real issues, economics. Yeah, but, but that's right. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying. Uh, of course, but you're going to get an experience. But I also think that. Paul and that's and think about it. Wherever you have experts, like I'll give an example. In technology, the experts are there. Look how ahead we are. In certain fields like medicine, we have the experts. Look where we're at. Uh, with with society and politics, we don't have any experts. Look how the world is messed up, because these are not people that solve problems. These are people that just criticize, and then four years it's later, I'm gone. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. That's basically the big flaw of democracy. And what I'm saying is that when you have, example, a structural engineer, and he messes up, well, he's going to sit in front of a court and say, okay, I didn't do this, and he's going to pay for that. Mm -hmm. You can have a politician that is responsible for $200 billion. Well, he's not accountable. Oh, who cares? doesn't matter. Well, um, the, account yes. the accountability is going to come in form of the support next time around. So either you go through. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. But that's the essence of democracy. You understand? Well, like, you that's what I'm saying. That's the flaw of democracy. If I, put, if I put you in place and I want you to represent what I need and you succeed, then we're, we're going to keep you there. It's, 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 it's a and, that, and that's what I'm saying, George. People pick, I'll put you in place. That is such a wrong system. Nowhere else in the world do we do that with anything. You, you're not even going to have somebody that you don't know change your tires. You're going to go to a person that, that, that has changed 15 tires before. You're not going to say, hey, by the way, would you like to change my tires? Yeah, but, but, but because these are very technical things that you can learn. They're learnable skills. Well, well, well so politics should be a learnable skill because politics is not shaking hands and appearing and taking pictures. Yeah, but how do you learn? How do politics you is leading making decisions, understanding economy, understanding psychology, making people feel good, and at the end, giving a result yeah. where everybody's life gets better. That's a result. Yeah, so but it's the equivalent of being a good parent, I think, you know?
that's what, yeah, that's what but that's the thing, man. You can't you can't go to school and learn how to be a parent. You got to live it through experiences. You gotta you gotta fail, or you gotta no. Uh, but look he's, at talking about, he's, talking, doing, he's talking uh, about the initial logic. No, George, that's for my kid. For my kid, I'll I'll trial and error, and you know what? I'm gonna make sure I don't give him enough psychological problems so he can go on with his life. Yeah. I'll try not to mess him up. When you're in charge of 40 million people, there's no trial and error. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, I There's no trial and error. I, I that's why historically they were always uh, men in their uh, later in life. Well, they were trained. They were phil- oh, sorry, I lost you guys. They were always trained. They had skills. Like you have politicians, they with, with, with zero skills, man. Yeah. And you know what? You have ninety percent of the effort goes to win the race, like George said, with the posters and the 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 this and that, the campaigns, and then when when it's time to really work, it's like oh whatever, okay, whatever. Go oh, slow down now, slow down. We won, we won. We're okay. All I'm saying is that system, for sure, for sure, I guarantee you, is in a hundred years we won't have the system because people are going to be smarter than that. People are going to be saying to fix what you're saying without depending on people deciding it correctly. It would be to change how we select, and it would be constitutional change. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to change now, and I'm not. I'm, look, uh, it's a very philosophical. Debate I agree with what you're, what you're, what you're, what you're pointing out is very, very, very. Pe- people are going to see accurate. that. People in uh, in fifty, twenty, thirty, forty, whatever well, years, they're going to see it. You're saying this because of your age. Yeah. People learn it at our age, you know, and it changes how you're going to vote moving forward. Well, I'm still going to vote, and it's fine. I'm just saying that you know what, <laughs> people are hiring experts that are. To, to, to market products. Why are we hiring experts to lead our lives? It's, it's, yeah. so, it, 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 it's, it's so simple. It's it so shows, simple. It shows how the... Uh, it's so simple. And you know what? You, you kind of get it when you, when you have Trudeau. You ask him a question and he answers, thank you for the question. That was a very nice quote. Here in Canada, we want to hear. We pride ourselves in fine, doing this, this, and that. And this fine. is a great... What? Like, people don't see that? And then next term, I'm going to go vote for this guy because his hair is nice? Yeah, but that's what I'm telling and, you, Chris. You don't have to vote for him. No, but what I'm saying is that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be my issue. Yeah, that shouldn't be my issue. Yeah. Somebody needs to select and say, "Hey, you know what, uh, Trudeau, you didn't make the first cut, buddy. You didn't make the first cut. <laughs> you were you were you were not selected. You can't continue. Yeah. You can't continue this race." So at the end, when I have when I'm left with three candidates, and you know what, I welcome all ideologies. I'm a certain ideology, and I understand that, and I welcome all of them. And that's why it's like I could disagree a thousand percent with what you're saying, but I'm really gonna like always, always, always fight for your right to express what you need to express. Yeah. That's fine. But the three candidates at the end have to be guys that, man, you've shown, you've led, you've like another prerequisite should be you've made money for yourself, not inherited, made. Yeah. If you if you're not able for yourself to make a couple of million dollars. If you're somebody who's always struggled in life with fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, let's say example, you're gonna go lead a country. You can't even get out. You can't even get yourself out of the rat race. What are you gonna do with the for the people? Yeah. Look, there's there, there's certain there's certain criteria. We need we need certain check marks. Yeah. Okay, he's done that. Yeah, he's charismatic. And you know you know how it works today. You know what the first check marks are? He's charismatic and he's like him. well. Yeah. Do I like him? Oh man, he gave an amazing speech. And then you have like, uh, he's indebted $185,000. Dude, that's like, think about it. Think, think about this profile. He's cute. He has nice hair. He's likable. He's charming. Right? And then under the iceberg, million dollars in debt, two Dude. divorces. 
billion. Right? Two divorces, yeah, yeah. domestic violence issues, nonconformity, insubordination. That's the guy you're voting for. Yeah. What I want to see is give me the top list. Yeah. You know what? This guy has led an organization, a nonprofit organization of 2,000 people and has done this. He's made this. He's over the poverty line because he's able to, to generate money. He understands the law. Check, 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 check. Oh, plus he's charismatic. Great. Plus he can speak well. He speaks three languages. That's awesome. Great. Check. Get him in there. You have you have uh, people like that in politics and they, and they look for them and they bring them in because specifically they have those high profiles, right? The paradox, the paradox in politics is that you know, you're talking about someone that needs to lead 40 million people. For example, if we take, uh, you know, if we take the example of Canada, not necessarily. It could be in, in it could be in any any uh, any no. any depart any facet of the government. No, no, but listen, listen to this. You, 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 like, think about it this way now, okay? The 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 Ministère de l'Économie, right? Let's say the guys that take care of that. How many people do you have in there that don't don't even know how to balance an equation? I don't know. You many. Yeah, but you want to believe that the, the the people actually, you know what? That's not true. If, yeah, that is very true. No, no, because look, you have the political class, but then you have the um, uh, the civil service. The civil service man, there are some brainiacs in there. I mean, to get to get hired to work in the ministry, like not not you know the political staffers. Okay, forget about that. But within the um, the, the 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 public uh, the, the 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 civil service that works in the in the uh, in the ministry, there's some really, really intelligent people. Like these are the people that actually do the work. When the minister comes out and gives out all the information, all the stats, uh, all the studies, it's not the minister that does it. Maybe he does. Maybe, you know, maybe he has an idea. Maybe his staff has an idea. But I can guarantee you that there's a huge machine behind that. That, that George, I know, man. I've worked. I've worked uh, in my work for years. I've worked at, at every level. Yeah. Every level. Of government, whether it's municipal, provincial, federal, I've done it. I've met the people, the people behind the public servants. I've like I've worked with them. You know what? I'm not as impressed as you are. That's one. And number two, what you're talking about is like a, a, a rarity, an exception out of a hundred. There's one like that. But look, let me, let me get back to what I was saying before because you're you're saying that we need people that know how to lead forty million. You know, I'm, I'm not just saying that. It's an I'm, example. But all I'm saying is that we need people with more credentials, yeah, more accountability. Chris, Chris listen, the, par the paradox in politics is that, yes, you want to have that, but the people, the majority of the people don't look at that. And it's difficult. And it's very That's difficult. the problem. I know, but the problem isn't then the politicians. The politicians are there because the people elect them. <clears throat> so you have to make, you have to, the change has to come. You know, from the people. The, you know, that's right. That's what we're saying, man. That's what we're talking about 10 minutes ago. Not the Constitution. Chris, Chris is saying there should be something set in place to make sure only those those great candidates go into that's the right. spotlight. Nobody that's else is allowed in the spotlight unless you have all these qualities. That's right. That's all I'm saying. That way you take, you take <laughs> that out of the people from picking the prettiest person. Maybe the prettiest person amongst the best is better. It's that's the, right. It's the chicken and the egg, guys. It's not. It it's is not. because when it's you realize not. when you realize that people today, like you said before, they look much more on populism, who's popular, who's charismatic, who speaks well, uh, you know, who's good with people. I see him walking around the park with his George, you solve that problem. When you get the best out there, you solve the populist problem because no matter what, out of the four that are left, you're probably gonna pick somebody good. I so know. you solve that problem. But, but when but when you're when you're facing a situation where you want to win and you know that what what it takes to win is what attracts people to vote for you, huh? that may be that may be the problem. Say uh, that again. 
when when you want to win, all right? You're 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 in the political class. You want to win. But that that's secondary. You don't want to win. You want to bring a good change. Of course. If you if you realize that somebody's better, that's when you step down. So the point is not to win. That's another issue. Your point is not to win. Your point is to who's the best guy. And it can even be with a collaboration. It doesn't have to be uh, just one guy because yeah. that's the problem. You just want to win too much and then you don't want to do the work. But that, that's the whole idea, man. You know, but that's what I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, what I'm against. Yeah, yeah but you're never, you're never going to change that. You're never going to change what? that. What? Are you kidding? You, you think uh, this, this, system, this political system is going to stay for the next 50 years? If this was possible, Chris, it would, it would exist. It would already exist. No, man. No, man. The way yeah, yeah, AI about, is going about. ahead, the way, the way right now you have a doctor that could be in Africa and do surgery in, in, uh, in California hmm? without touching anything, by just pressing a button, people are going to realize, hey, man, I, I don't need to go vote for this guy anymore. That's what's going to happen. It, this political system, is, is already you're seeing it crumble. It doesn't work. Yeah, okay. People don't, then, want you, people don't want to be united anymore. People don't want to be in big Europe. People the, want their countries. People want their leaders for the small little tasks. The effect, the effect that has, Chris, is not a unity at the level that you're describing where we come together and we pick the best to lead. The effect it has <clears throat> to swing the pendulum the other way and say, these guys suck. We got to do exactly the opposite. And that's why it just swings, right? That's the shift between left and right that continuously happens. But I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about left and right. I'm not talking about a political instability. I'm talking about, hey, you know what, man? Let's, you know, the way we regulate doctors, engineers, uh, nurses, let's start regulating politicians a little bit. That's all I'm saying. And to put a system like that, to protect the public against an idiot is not a bad idea. And all it is is like, hey, man, instead of you, I don't know, uh, working in restaurants all your life and then deciding, look, I'm, I'm going to be a politician. I'm going to go help now. You know what? Hey, you need a certain program. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives you a car and says start driving. You go through, you go through something. Those, those Democracy is the only, only place where you have carte blanche for anything. And I find it's one of the most important not, things. Not necessarily, because your checks and balances are the opposition that you have. So you fuck up. There's people, well, depending on... You, know, you fuck up, people just tell you you fucked up. Don't vote for him. That, that, that's the only consequence. No, no. I'm not talking about at a, at a, at a citizenship, at a citizen level. And don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about dictatorships. I'm against that. I'm 100% against dictatorships. I'm not talking about socialism. I'm talking about a very nice capitalist society that just runs on merit and performance. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but look, at can, every level, you can argue to some degree that that's exact. Well, not exactly, but that, that that's that's what we, we don't. In a no, sense. we have we don't have that. But listen to me, in the sense that you have a government in place. Okay, they don't do their job. There's other people sitting in parliament that are uh, that are able to overthrow them if they have the numbers, of course. But that's what opposition is for. That's why that's why this system. Maybe it's not perfect, but it's it's the best I think that exists so far. I agree. I agree with that. You have, it is. It's you not have, perfect. Yeah, you have the checks and balances within the parliament itself. You know? Absolutely. Look, uh, look. I agree. We agree on that. It's and look. Maybe it sounds very uh, negative and pessimistic because I zeroed in 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 the flaw, and the flaw is not a big flaw, but I find it it could be a lot better. And that's. And I do agree that in all the systems we tried out, it is the best one. But what we're doing now is it was is we're really zeroing in in the flaw, and, and that's the flaw. 
and uh, and that, and if we take Canada for example, that's where I disagree with people that want to abolish the Senate. They think it's useless because they're appointed there and it's partisan. And I disagree because the Senate plays a huge role in these checks and balances. Like they want to pass a, a bill, they want to pass legislation. It doesn't happen in the House of Commons. It doesn't happen like in Parliament. They have to send it to the Senate, and the Senate has to uh, read it, approve it, send it back for. Yeah, but you you do agree that the power of the Senate it's not what it used to be. Well, look, it, it just comes in, and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, go next. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, not, not really. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, not Bring, really. Let's interview a senator. No, not really, because the, we know one. Let's yeah, interview one. No, no, because the way that it's set up, and because it's he, uh, he or she is appointed, they don't, they don't. It's not like in the U.S. where they're elected, and if you get the majority of your people in the Senate, then you can pass any legislation you want. I love how it is in Canada. The fact that they're appointed. So even if tomorrow you win government with your uh, with your party, the Senate might be majority. You know, liberal or the other, the yeah, opposing. Of course, of course, yeah. That puts you in a situation where you have to absolutely um, uh, work together because if you want to pass legislation, but the majority uh, in the Senate is the other party, then at some point you're going to have to learn how to work together and make concessions and you know give and take. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, it's look not to stick in, into politics a lot. I just find that it, it, in the future. There are two main industries. I don't want to call them industries, but they're industries. There's two main industries that are really behind. They have the biggest lag, right? Like technology has almost zero lag. Technology is actually ahead, mm -hmm. right? Uh, certain engineering is kind of ahead. Medicine is almost ahead. Yeah, we haven't solved every issue, and uh, we don't we don't have a vaccine for everything, but it's ahead. It works hard. It's ahead. Two industries that have lag is education and politics. Yeah. But okay? yeah, but education stems from politics too. Eh? What I'm saying is that and, and politics keep education behind. So we're talking about a lag of 80 years. It's it's 80 years behind. And I'm saying that the focus going forward should be to try and change these two uh, industries if you want to call them. Fields. These, these two fields have there's definitely got to be some kind of reform. We definitely have to rethink Who's leading, how it's leading, what are the programs, who's behind it, who's pushing it, and what are the interests? That's all I'm saying. And because I, I like both of these fields, and, and they're the ones that are keeping people behind. You know what the you know what yeah, the, that's a good point. You know what the argument is uh, is on that because you can you can definitely uh, impose a certain percentage of the annual budget the government's pass to be dedicated to um, to health or an education, which is already the case. Like in Quebec, for example, more than half of the budget uh, goes to health. It's not enough, obviously, you know, because people are getting older. Um, the, 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 the health industry is, is maxed out to the point where the money coming in from the government isn't enough to focus on advancement, you understand? Even though elsewhere you see how the medical industry is advancing technologically and with all these different procedures. Um, and the, the debate here is where do we bring in the private sector so that we can generate an influx of good revenue, question, uh, of good question, so that we can inject that back into these services. And, and, and I, th I think, problem. yeah, go ahead. That's, no, look, look, that's a big problem because the government is limited in the funds that they can inject. You know what I mean? It, well, uh, there, it's only a, that. It's only that. Like you want to give more to health. You want to give more to education. You're going to have to cut from somewhere else. That's how government works. But you need to have revenue generating 
Uh, the, the answer, the answer. I, look, I don't, I'm not saying I have the answer, but I think the answer kind of looks like this. The answer looks smaller government, more limited government, with higher competency and more efficiency and optimized solutions. So we don't want more government. We don't want it to cost more and do less. We want it to be smaller, cost less, and do more. So basically, the way a business grows and you need more people because you're going after a bigger profit, government is the opposite. The more government is good means the more it shrinks, the more it costs less, and the more it does. Yeah. So I believe in, in, in more private sector, absolutely. Whatever the public sector brings out in time costs more and the quality goes down, right? Whatever's public costs more in the end and quality goes down. Whatever the private sector produces costs less with time because now it's open to the market and goes up with quality. Mm-hmm. Your phones are not the same phones today and they cost way less. You know, you know, okay? the, you know what the counter argument to that is, Chris, and this is exactly, we can take it from what's happening now with, uh, with, uh, with the coronavirus, where you've had all these people arguing that, the pri- for example, in health, okay, you had mm-hmm. all these people arguing that the private sector should have a much bigger role. Government should maybe open up to, to more privatization, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have this, um, uh, this crisis that comes up and what happens? The, the private sector just shuts down. Everyone depends on the public. Everyone depends on the government. All the private clinics, all those doctors, they're gone. Very oh, few, wait, no, no, no. Very few you, of them. You're not presenting the problem the way it is. That's very, not what happens. Very, no, 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 no. Very few wait, of them have gone let me, to help let me, yeah. let me interrupt. Let me interrupt that. You didn't, you didn't phrase that right. You said that everybody relies on the public. What is the private sector doing? Is that what you said? The problem, the reason the private sector cannot do anything because it's stifled by the public system. If, if all of medicine was private, we would have the vaccine way before, way before, way, 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 way before. If you had a private, private, 100% private company, which is sole purpose was to solve problems like that, trust me, you would have solved it and nobody will rely on, on, on the public sector. The reason the stifling is happening is because of the public sector. So we're not, we're, we're not posing the problem the same way. You're seeing it in a different way. And that's not true. That's what people think. If Canada didn't have such a, a, a public sector in medicine and it was more privatized, we wouldn't have issues. We would have had more masks. We would have had a lot more things. Because the market knows always better. You don't need a government to regulate. The market knows. Why? Because if a business doesn't do what it needs to do, it's out of business. And the only motivation of a business is to keep more profit and stay alive. Mm-hmm. But the government doesn't think like that because the government is eternal. So it doesn't care if it fails. Yeah. In, in this given context, though, for example, right? Say, say we have the private health industry. Because like, it exists, by the way, right? But let's It say- doesn't. Of course, there's private. It doesn't. It's semi-private. Nothing is private. A, a medicine, medicine is not 100% private nowhere in the world. Not even in the U.S. It's still there's, there's private doctors. So you go and you pay. Like uh, private you, doctors don't don't do private, medical research, man. Private, there's private clinics. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're a clinic is is to treat a cough. I'm oh. talking about like a, a a private clinic that their expertise is viruses. Okay. That's all we do. Well, you have all the pharma the the, the pharma companies. What are they? Pharma doing? companies make drugs. Yeah, okay. They have a research and development... Uh... To make drugs, not to solve viruses. What? Look, we can talk about it all day. All I'm saying is that obviously I'm more in favor of, of private because I believe that the machine works better, more efficient, harder, and it solves more problems in the world. Okay? Th- that's all I'm saying. And I'm saying that there's certain things that you need to be privatized. And you... all I'm saying is 
I don't know what the solution is like, but in 50 years from now, we need to go towards a smaller government, more efficient, with more specialized people that could do more and cost more. Because don't forget, a government has no money. A lot of people think governments have money. Governments don't have money. In order to give, they've taken for someone else. They invent the money, and then they go get it from your pocket. Uh, Okay, that's it. That's a bad model. I know. I know it's a bad model. (laughs) That's a bad model. Like In the long term, that will not work. And that's why you could... It also also forces people to spend their budget rather than try to conserve budget. Yeah, then you have no people saving. All the economics are off. So you have to understand that anywhere where you've taken money, right, from someone, like if you've taken money from someone that's worked to give it to somebody that hasn't, well, that's 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 an unfair balance. Yeah. It's an unfair equation. It's difficult. It's difficult to find a balance because you want to live in a society where there is this social blanket, but to what extent? And to to to, to go back to what you're saying about the economics, it is possible because it happened in Quebec, right? They reduced government, they uh, they increased revenue, and you're in a situation where there's five billion dollars surplus. So if you maintain that model, it can work. Absolutely. Can we, can we compare it? Uh, of course it can work. Can we compare it at the level of, you know, Canada as a whole? It's difficult. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert. I I can't really, I I can't really say. I just think individuals need a little more responsibility, a little more accountability, and you need a little more help. The help, this is, this is maybe an old adage. It's an old saying, but if you give a person a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. That's the kind of mentality people need. Like in the U S just because more people are on food stamps doesn't mean you've succeeded. It means you failed. Yeah. Because uh, what you really want is people, you want a, a country with less food stamps because people are, have the tools, have the know-how to go and create what they want to create out of their lives. So I believe that. That's why you cannot take and give somewhere else. And the government it can only take and give from somewhere else. So anytime you've taken something from somebody that has worked You've given it to somebody that has taken without working. Yeah. Look, you know, we're living in times where people are starting to realize certain things. And That's it's, right. And it's funny because I was reading another article uh, yesterday because when they announced that, you know, the nearly $200 billion deficit and they were actually comparing to how successful Quebec has been in the last five, six years, right? Uh, since 2015. Um, and they were mentioning this contrast in 2015 when, you know, Trudeau was elected and they were asking him if they were going to follow the Quebec model where, you know, th- there was, it was more uh, uh, of an austerity environment in order to get things back on track and to stimulate economic growth in order to bring in revenue, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and they were, they were contrasting to what Trudeau was saying back in 2000, 2015, where he was practically mocking the Quebec government's approach and thinking, uh, you know, trying to tell people that that's the wrong approach. Fast forward, yeah. Uh, whatever, six, seven years later, uh, you're $200 billion in deficit while the others are... Yeah. are, are and he, you know, he might win from, the election again. And, profiting from the surplus. <laughs> Look, man, this is a tough situation. Of course, you know, in a, in a crisis, in, in, in this sort of crisis, whether you like it or not, you know, down the line, when we're going to be thinking back to this crisis, you're going to have people like Legault, Trudeau, all the other provincial premiers that are going to that are going to come up as you know true leaders out of this because that's what it is. People are looking uh, towards uh, these individuals to 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 be motivated, to be um, uh, you know to 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 find some comforting 
uh, news coming out, you know, and this is what they're doing. Whether you like it or not, Trudeau's going to go down in history as a great leader because of the stance that he's taken in this in this crisis. Same thing for the oh, vote. Yeah, we, we, we got we, we got to stop the interview now. We got to stop what you just <laughs> said, dude. Oh my god. No, but listen, dude. To- if leadership came in the format of a Trudeau, dude, we're doomed. I, I don't I don't disagree with. We you. are doomed. I'm just saying, in terms of perspective. Uh, it, it, you know, you'll, you'll see down the line the same way that Lucien Bouchard is seen as a great leader because of the way he handled the, the ice storm back in 98. So there's all these elements that have nothing to do with politics that influence uh, all these things. Um, what I'm trying to say, though, is that, you know, back to that article, it, it was just funny how they had contrasted that you made a wrong decision. Uh, you didn't follow what you know, was being done in Quebec and you don't have to follow. It's not, you know, you're not obligated to follow what other problems are doing. It's just that right now we're seeing the benefits of what happened here. And we're, we're seeing how badly we're going to be situated for generations to come because of a policy taken people, back in 2015. People have to understand that the economy is something very, very serious. And it's a Greek word. It means household finance, right? Mm-hmm. Right, economia, economia. It starts from so everything starts from home. If you have a household that is not in debt, makes enough money, goes to work, helps the economy, has enough to give, has enough to to prosper, and you multiply this by a million times, you have a city that's prosperous. You multiply this by another million times, you get a, a province that's prosperous. You, you multiply this by another million times, you have a country that's prosperous. Okay, so everything starts from here. So governments are gonna realize that when smarter people get in government and say, hey, we need to help people make better decisions at home, not put them into debt, not bail them out once they're in debt. There's no lesson learned once you've been in debt and somebody bailed you out because you're going to go do it again. And a a, a kid like uh, Trudeau, who's a trust fund kid that never had to work for money and spending money brings these habits into the global scale now. And we're seeing the detriment of it. You cannot act like that without a decrement in the economy. Yeah. And all I'm saying is that people are realizing that. And soon enough, we're going to see through that. And with cryptocurrency and different other things that are going to come in place, you're not going to really rely on this stuff like that. Guys, uh, I have another meeting. Yeah. I missed it. Uh, 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 at yeah. 11.30. I missed it by 10 minutes. I have to go make pizza with the boys. Oh, nice. We're, we're doing... We're do- oh, yeah? We want to do a cook-off with uh, my, Alex... Me and Alex doing a cook-off, and uh, Yerasim and my dear are going to be the judges. Oh, man. Film it. Film it. All right. We're doing this at night. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Uh, let's uh, let's end we, it. We, we went a little too political today, man. It just, uh, you know. We didn't, we didn't even introduce the show. I know. We just fell right into the conversation. So uh, we'll end it. Thank you guys for listening, uh, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. And Chris, uh, Chris, you need to relax. Oh, I'm very, I'm very relaxed. <laughs> bye, guys. I'm the, I'm the happiest guy you know, man. Bye, bye. Go cook. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> Later, guys. Yeah. <laughs>